the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, I hate Skype. And I want uh, I want some other program that's as easy to use as Skype and not nearly as buggy and oh hey by the way we fucked you over as Skype. Fair enough. It's not a terrible desire to have. It used to be fine. Things gotta upgrade, man. Why does upgrade mean worse? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, like, when my iPhone gets an update, it's not worse. It's not necessarily better, but it's not worse. Whatever, you got a measuring tape? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I played around with it yesterday on my countertops. And it works. It's, it's surprisingly good. Yeah, it's weirdly accurate. I feel like it has to do with whatever their technology is for um, facial recognition. Yeah. Something to do with that is what they just incorporated into this thing. Um, um, unfortunately, I, I, I won't know because people don't send me these pictures, thankfully. But I'm pretty sure that it's mostly going to get used for exactly what I said it's going to get used for. Uh, I mean, there's just no way that someone is not now using their iPhone to take dick pics measured and sending it to people and just being like verified. You know, uh, it's no, it's ridiculous. One thing though is it um, it needs a a sharp point from one end to the other, so that may be helping the situation. Yeah, I guess I hadn't messed around with it enough to see. It needs like a fine line from one end to like it needs to connect with. So you got to be pretty straight and pointed, <laughs> and like a like a, like a, with an edge in like a, like a wall. So yeah, uh, yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did that on purpose. <laughs> I like to think so. Yeah. I don't think they think that far ahead. So, uh, what's going on with you? Um, not much. Um, just, uh, sitting here, about to play a kung fu movie as we talk. Kung fu movies? Why? <laughs> Why not? I don't, I don't know. I've just never gotten into really any of them you've never seen like on block that's what i'm watching I i've seen bits and pieces of it enough to know that i have no interest in it whatsoever 
uh, the physical like skill. It's so incredible. I I mean I definitely don't disagree with that, but um, it's just I don't know. They've never really interested me past um, like the things that are kind of like making fun of but adding to it. You know? The Stephen Chow stuff. Yeah, like that stuff. Kind of, I'm like, oh, that's really funny and cool and whatever. So, but what's been up with you? Uh, walking a lot. Yeah, you're <clears> saying <throat> like five miles a day. Um, I hadn't hit five miles until today. I, I hit five and a half miles. Very good. And that's just from one end of your building to the other. Um, no, I also get up at five thirty in the morning and do a 15-minute walk, and then when I come home, I do a 15-minute walk. So, Well, just so you know, when you stay at our place, one lap around our neighborhood is half a mile, and it's also up and downhill, so it's like really a mile's worth of work. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you can just walk up and down our driveway three times, and that's like no, a good I'm not going to do that either. I'd rather walk up and down your, your stairs like six times. <laughs> well, that's actually good exercise, too. So... We have lots yeah. of great exercise here that is also painful. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do while I'm at your place. Um, I don't know. I might take a few days break. Um, honestly, like my left knee hurts so bad. That, is that from the walking? I, I guess. I think it's probably more from the getting up out of my chair like yeah more consistently than i usually do like usually at work i get out of get up out of my chair to go to the restroom mm -hmm. and to go to lunch and to go home <laughs> so like maybe five times a day mm -hmm. and now it's like 10 to 12 times a day and our chairs suck they like none of them work properly they're all either really low to the ground or really high, mine's kind of low. <clears throat> and um, it doesn't really adjust because it just will fall back down. So I don't think I'm doing myself any favors sitting low to the ground and then getting up, you know, two or three times when I'm not used to it. So it's it's kind of it, – it, it's not – I don't think it's doing damage. It's just I'm not used to it, so – like my joints are sore because I'm also fucking old. So you're not old. Thirty-nine. That's not old. That's pretty old. I think probably uh, considering all my health issues, I am probably at middle age right now. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I'll be lucky if I make it thirty-nine more. Well, let's hope for luck. <clears throat> no, just keep hoping that, A, we are, in fact, in the Matrix. And if not, B, whatever digital thing is going to happen that allows me to live in the Matrix happens before I die. So. Sounds like a plan. That is what I will, that's what I'll be thinking, hoping for. Yeah. Which would just be really weird, you know, if we all, like, lived in the cyber universe just forever, 
would you want to know that that's what you were doing, or would you like to live in the world of like theorizing? Oh, what if we live in it? Mm, I mean, I'd be okay with knowing. Mm, yeah, that's cool. So, of course, all of that goes against like thirty—well, not thirty-nine years, but however many years of. Uh, religious, uh, I guess, indoctrination, most people would call it, that <laughs> got pumped into me when I was young. So, But if you think about it, what if it's just computer-made going along with your theory? Uh, heaven is the matrix? Or like, what if, no, what if, like, the concepts of religion that you've been indoctrinated with are just computer programming? Oh, like the computer's like, oh, this is the story they'll like, and oh, they'll fight, and they'll fight each other the most about. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. Welcome to my world. <laughs> 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 not that I'm sitting here like worried about it, but when I think about your theory, that's the kind of, or not your theory, but the theory, that's the kind of stuff that my mind goes to. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, so. Yep. You broke me. And then I also think about people who do really terrible things to other human beings. And I wonder, like, okay, again, going with the theory when they're in Matrix, are people, is there some sort of filter that's not put on those people? Like, do they purposely say, oh, you get the all access to the deep, dark, psyche, no filter experience? Like, how do you, it's, I don't know, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how to think about that in terms of the Matrix thing. So, like, I know how I've started to think about it in terms of, like, actual real life, and most of that comes from BoJack Horseman. <laughs> Fair. Uh, um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, the Matrix, I don't know. I, somebody's got to be the bad guy. You know, it, like if it is a Matrix style thing, like we talked about this last week, uh, like in the Matrix, he says, you know, we tried to give you a perfect world and you rejected that. Like you're only happy when some or most of you are miserable. So mm -hmm. therefore, somebody has to be the bad guy. So you just get to be the person who's. But you just get randomly selected to be the the person who's the bad guy and doesn't understand that he's the bad guy. Oh God, think about that. It's random. You, it's not your fault. It's not even your personality. You were just randomly programmed to do terrible things. Well, it, it, that actually ties into. So I've been like sporadically rewatching BoJack Horseman, and I recently watched the episode where he goes back to. Uh, where he kind of runs away and he goes to, to that house that his family like, owned. Like the lake house? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you get those like flashbacks that you don't really understand when you're watching them. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of start making sense as the show goes along. I mean, I understood what was going on, but I was like, I don't, I, I know this ties into his family, but I don't know how. Um, and so, like, just the idea that, yes, ultimately you're responsible for the choices you make, but how 
a lot of the stuff you're predisposed to do or say or the choices you're even predisposed to make don't really even come from you. They come from, like, it's just, like, handed down to you. Like, just a series of bad decisions and, like, horrible... Nobody stopped your great-great-great-grandfather from thinking the way he thought. And, therefore, that just gets passed down to you. So it's, like, a learned behavior that, at some point, you have to make the choice to break away from otherwise you just feed into the cycle mm-hmm. and it's just so fucked up that's why i live in chattanooga yeah. i mean i don't know if you remember all that but that's literally why we live in chattanooga yeah I, we talked about it uh not on a podcast i don't think but at some point yeah i mean it's just the cycle was coming back and we had to get away um yeah it's um it's that whole thing is weird how you got here how i got here and that's a story for next week yeah because it's a long story so bonus self-indulgent navel gazing extra length episode next week yeah um but anyway so yeah i've rewatched some bojack uh i also watched the first episode of Oh my god, the Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph show. Forever? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. After uh, last week saying I'm not going to watch anything else besides the two things I'm going to watch, and then blah blah blah. And then I watched the whole thing last Saturday. Does it get any less devastating? Yes. Okay. I might continue. It's Did very, you only watch- very good. Only Did you only watch the first Oh, God, yeah, you haven't even started the show then. So, but the first episode, I was like, well, I mean, they're cute. They're kind of that annoying couple. And, I mean, reminded me of, like, a lot of people that I know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, they're fun to be around for, like, an hour and then it's like yeah your little cutesy stuff is just annoying and then when he sort of like does his hands to present the food yeah yeah um because that's one of those things you'd see if you went over for dinner at somebody's house but what you don't realize is they do it every single day yeah and at some point like it takes this turn i'm like like i understand it but also at the same time i'm like Neither one of these people seem to be malicious, especially yeah. towards each other. Mm-hmm. So I I just don't want to watch this unfold and be, like, devastated and go, well, that's why it's just better if I spend the rest of my life alone. So, you, okay, yeah, no, I think you should watch it. Plus, do you know what the full premise of the show is? No. Okay, yeah, you should definitely watch it. And it's only six, eight episodes? It's not very many. Yeah, it's not very long at all. But after, I intended on continuing watching it. But after the first episode, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I have to be, like, Bojack gets me in, like, the worst possible way. And I can't deal with a show that just goes down that path. 
So. This show, what it does is at the end of almost every episode, there is some sort of twist or cliffhanger, but the goal of those twists slash cliffhangers is to completely recontextualize the direction of the show. So where you think it is now, next the next episode, it's a total pivot, and the one after that, it's a, it's a total pivot, and these are like major pivots. Um, and so what you think the show is now... I don't think you, I don't think I settled in on what the show was until the finale. And then I went, Oh, and, and I was very pleased. And so I think you will be too. Um, cause if you think it's well made, if you like them enough to kind of like invest in their characters a little bit, and I think you did cause you're feeling something about whether or not you want to go on with their journey. And, and I really think that. I think you should watch it. I think you would like it. There's an episode too. I tweeted about it the other day. I um, saw it. Yeah. And, uh, but the guys, Jason Mitchell, like he actually like retweeted it stuff and the writer like wrote back to me and whatnot, which is cool. Oh, wow. uh, and so, but I mean, genuinely, I just, it's fantastic. It's worth it just to get to that episode. But the, but the whole thing is excellent. It's just a, it was an unusual episode that stood out in that crowd, but I thought it was fantastic for me to have watched the whole show in one day. It's pretty impressive for me. Um, but I made it happen and I couldn't stop watching. It was so good. Yeah, okay. I'll, well, probably not this weekend. I have a lot going on this weekend. This week, probably. Yeah, That's I mean, and, and that, what's nice is people don't seem to be really <clears throat> spoiling it out in the world. Um, because the even the end of the first episode has sort of a uh-oh moment, you know. And, and so, like, that's not, even in the trailers, it's not really predicted so that and people on the internet aren't really spoiling without major major spoiler alerts and um, so i like that that the that the talk around it isn't ruining what it is it's it's very much embracing no you've got to see it to see what it is and that's that's fun because it's it's rare it happens but it's rare i think the other example more recently that i can think of is like the book readers who while were very pretentious about it still didn't necessarily spoil game of thrones for the longest time you know, even though they've known for like 10 years the Red Wedding was coming or whatever, they're like, I never know, no one told me on accident before I saw the Red Wedding. Yeah, it's not, so I had a similar experience with Harry Potter, only the almost the complete opposite, where anybody I ran into that I wanted to talk, like if they said something, I was like, oh yeah, I like Harry Potter, but I only like the movies, like I haven't read the books, so like they would start to try to tell me things. I'm like, why? Well, why would you do this? Whereas, like, most Game of Thrones book readers would just look at you and go, oh, you have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. just, I I can't talk to you about it. You have no idea. And so, you know what? I, I do feel like there's some level of, like, I read a thousand pages. You don't deserve it unless you do the work. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that, too. So. Now, the later Harry Potter books are <clears> pretty long, but I, but I think, I mean, those books are... are dense and daunting and I, I do feel like there's some sort of like um book nerd like achievement trophy or something and they're like yeah you don't get to have the trophy you just watch the show you don't know nothing and i like i i would agree with that so yeah. and i'm totally okay with it so yeah no me too i mean i've, I've read some of the books but I, I kept being behind the show so i would see the season and then read the book basically and um, I think only one time that I read ahead um, and I found the experience to not be as fun on the television show end. Um, 
and so I don't know. I liked it, but I didn't like it. And in hindsight, I think I like the whole. Like I'm not reading any more of the books until the the show is over, and then I'll read the books and hopefully he'll finish the books. I'll read those too. See now you know how I felt about Harry Potter. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But you still haven't read the Harry Potter books. <clears throat> I read the first one. Books. I said S books. <laughs> All of them. Um, I I just I don't I don't know what they could possibly add to my enjoyment of those characters and that franchise. That's fair. I mean, I think a lot, but I understand where you're coming from because the way you enjoy it is through the movies. So what you've built as your enjoyment of them is based on the movies. So why would you look for more in a text? Like, like, so I see what you're saying because of how you've experienced them. But on my perspective, I'm like, well, there's like so many other storylines with these same people that beef out all of what you've seen. And you've just seen the cliff notes. So if you like the characters, you would spend more time with them. However, it would be in a different medium. And that's not how you fell in love with them. So I don't know that it necessarily would give, give you more enjoyment or love. It could, but because it's a different medium, I don't know that it really would. Yeah. Um, Plus, you're, you're not a both guy. You're not like a... But you were more of a one or the other guy when it comes to textbook and then visual medium. Like like comic books is kind of a different. That's the kind of if Harry Potter came from a comic book and it was 800 issues and fabulous and had so much more. I feel like you would probably go read those. But you're not. But when it comes to the book, you can make a choice, yes or no, on that. Yeah. Um. Like I love Star Wars uh, almost more than anything. And I will not read a novelization of a Star Wars movie. Like, I don't care what extra stuff is in there. I don't care. I, I like the movies. I don't need to read the novelization. I don't even read the comic book adaptations. So I'm just, I like the movies. Now, I'll read other stories surrounding the Star Wars universe in comic book form. I'll try to read them in book form. <laughs> Although that that gets a little daunting for me, I don't know why. I'm just I start reading and I fall asleep, and I'm just like, oh, God, I'm never going to finish this book. The comic, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's 22 pages. Okay, I'm done. Till next issue. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that, that's I mean that's pretty much it. So yeah, well, that was a fun tangent. I didn't expect. Yeah, I don't I even mean, know how we got there. It's so fun. Either. Speaking of reading, <laughs> I, so I haven't watched, read anything worthwhile. So, no. What do you mean, comics? Either? Uh, not really. I, I know you're loving Domino, but I've been so like disappointed in the last few issues. It just hasn't hasn't done anything for me. I like her writing, but the storyline is just blah for me. I and, like it. Uh, I finished off all of the <clears throat> Inhumans versus X-Men, which was not very good. Uh, I, oh, I think I already told you that. Yeah, you. Well, um, I didn't know you'd finish. I thought you said last week that you like abandoned it for Old Man Logan. Yeah, I did, and then I was like, well, I'm going to finish it. And I jumped into X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue, mm -hmm. um, both of which I think are much better. Than Do you not have every single issue of both of those? Really? Yeah. 
from my the box of stuff I bought from my boss. He's basically he gave me some of it way back when, and then finished it off with his most recent box. And then every week that Gold's come because Gold's the one that's just ended, right, or just ending. Yeah, I think so. So every issue that's come out for the last like four issues or five issues, he's just handed to me. He goes, that's it's so that in your box included in what you bought from me. <laughs> so I have the whole thing uh, issue wise. Uh, I've only read the first issues, but they seem much, much stronger mm-hmm. than the the other uh, other books. So I'm liking that relaunch, although that's ending for another relaunch currently. So I'm desperately trying to catch up and failing miserably. So. Have you read the third issue of Extermination yet? Yeah. How are you liking that? The third issue seemed to be like, filler almost completely <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like one of those episodes of a tv season where it's like they're setting up what's coming next and it's all they do for a whole <clears throat> or whole episode yeah it doesn't help that they solicit things so far in advance so like i kind of already know parts of how this is going to resolve mm-hmm. that's a little frustrating yeah I've, I've got a couple of things i've seen that i've i'm got curiosities about but i don't know i haven't paid enough attention so i'm, I'm kind of still in a good place mm. have you heard about all the new star wars comic books that are going to come out yeah it's kind of exciting um i think tomorrow's the big um new york comic-con panel where they're going to kind of go into detail on it all i think probably creative teams are fully going to get announced tomorrow um so i'm excited cause i haven't seen that anywhere else am i missing that no, they they briefly talked about it in uh, San Diego, mm-hmm. and only bits and pieces have come mm-hmm. out since then. Nothing major. So. They, they put out a solicit image. Um, have you seen this thing? Um, my boss, how do I, holy crap, they changed my messenger. No, they, Skype? No, my uh, iPhone messenger. But they, oh, okay. They, just, they did change it, but, they, but I can still get what I needed. So they've got this um, solicit checklist in the most recent Marvel previews. Um, my boss sent me a picture. So there's Star Wars, Age of Republic. Then there's so check this out, Qui Gon number one. So I don't know if it's an, I don't know if these are minis or ongoings or what the deal is. Qui Gon Qui- the mini series, I believe. Okay. Then Darth Maul number one. Um, then Obi Wan, a Django Fett. Some sort of special number one, then Anakin, Count Dooku, Padme, and Grievous. That's from December, January, February, March. So I don't know if these are all one shots or if they're going to be little mini series or what it is, but that's a whole lot of content on prequel era stuff. Uh, the era people claim to despise. Right, but I mean, I'm so it's funny. <clears throat> I am most interested in. Um, of these, depending on when Qui-Gon's set, but I mean, it has to be before episode one. So I guess let me rephrase. I'm definitely most interested in Qui-Gon, um, Darth Maul, and uh, General Grievous. Um, but I am oddly also interested in Jango Fett. And I don't know why, um, because I'm, I sort of think... I'm not high on that character, but what I've learned that Star Wars has this great ability to do is to enhance the overall arc of a character to the point where even when 
the character's not one that I attach myself to, um, I now appreciate them more. So, like, I really don't like Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker, but Anakin Skywalker, because of the Clone Wars, I really like. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And so Jar Jar's the one, the holdout at this point. Um, but uh, but other than that, I really think it's it's very helpful. So I think it's really kind of cool that they're going to do a Jango Fett because if they do it right, you know, I could be like, wow, Cullen Bunn's Jango Fett or, or some, I don't know who's doing it. But you know what I mean? Like if they get a good writer, it could be really good. And I could be like, oh, sweet, I really, Jango's a cool character, not just dude who gets his head cut off and then the son's like, oh, I'm Boba Fett now. <laughs> Which I know is not exactly how it happened because his name was anyway. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like it sounds like it could be really fun. Uh, I'm in. I I like the prequel era characters and the, all, almost all of them, including Jar Jar. I don't love, but doesn't bother me. So, yeah, I, I'm all in for for some of this stuff. I would like to see something at some point actually make sense of the romance between Anakin and Padme. Because while the Clone Wars succeeded brilliantly at making uh, like all of the prequel era stuff important, or at least feel as important as it should have felt, that's the one thing I think they still fail miserably at. Yeah, I'm hoping honestly, this is what I want. I want a, um, I want a Claudia Gray book about the two of them because she. Again, I've said this before to you. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure I've said it here, so I seem to say it every anytime someone puts a microphone in my face. But Claudia Gray's Lost Stars is, I think, the best Star Wars book so far. And it is also the best Star Wars romance so far. Um, and because um, as much as everyone loves Luke and – excuse me, I was going to say Luke and Leia. Um, uh, Han and Leia – we don't really see their romance. They're just two people we want to be together because of little bits and pieces and that end up together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, and that's great. And I'm not taking away from what it is and what it has meant to, to fans and to us. But I mean, I have my mugs, the I love you and I know mugs, like I'm a fan. But Lost Stars is a fully realized romance from the, honestly, the beginning to the end of it. And uh, not necessarily a spoiler, it's just it's a big epic book of, it crosses a lot of time and um and i would love to see her really zoom in on um the the romance between padme and anakin i think she could do a great job yeah it would be nice if somebody made at least made it feel like they were romantic towards each other because those two even when they're trying to be in any form any medium, it doesn't matter. It just always feels like, I don't know, like two people who thought they were supposed to be together and neither one of them's real willing to admit at any point uh, up until, you know, one of them dies that, yeah, this was a bad idea. <laughs> and even then, it's not necessarily that their love was a bad idea. It's just the, the way they did things. <clears throat> yeah. Although I do appreciate the Emperor manipulating Vader with his love of uh, Padme in the recent Vader issues. Oh, coming through the atmosphere, tearing up that ship, I thought that it was is, like, oh, so good. Uh, th just the reveal of the ship at the end of the issue before that, I was like, that is the most fucked up thing that I've seen in any Star Wars thing ever. 
it's because of the emotional yes. game. Yeah, yeah. It's so messed up. Like, oh, uh, you know, I'm gonna give you a planet, and I, I think you need a ship too. So I thought you'd appreciate this ship, the ship that your wife that you killed, like the one that she used to ride around in. I saved it for you. Remember, you killed her, and she's not here anymore. I thought you might like to have this. What the hell, man? That's so fucked up. <laughs> well, that's the emperor. Uh, it would be like if you know you accidentally or not. It'd be like if if you did something horrible, got drunk with your wife in the car, drove home. You know, she died. You got into an accident. She died. You lived, and then at some point in time, you know. Somebody was just like, oh, I fixed the car that your wife died in. So here you go. It's yours. Here, here's the keys. No, I don't, I don't want that. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it almost makes the scene at the end of Return of the Jedi not violent enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have picked him up and thrown him over the edge. Vader should have picked up his lightsaber and cut him into, like, 42 different pieces. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, really working on that, that hard PG rating. <laughs> uh, it it does kind of help with, the like, that long pause that he takes, though, uh, while he's watching Vader or watching Palpatine kind of like, just tear into Luke, and, like, he's thinking, like, what should I do? Now it doesn't seem so much like he's thinking. It seems more like he's remembering everything that this evil piece of shit has ever done to him, and just being like, no, enough's enough. And, I mean, he says it, <laughs> because they added it in there. No. <laughs> and, no. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great acting, but... More and more, the line makes sense, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to turn this into a Star Wars podcast. I mean, it sort of <laughs> is, kind of. Yeah. Um. No, no, yeah, it's good stuff. I think that. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I, I, that's. But you're. But what you're saying about that pause and how that now has changed when you watch it. You can still watch the movie without that that extra context, but the context is fun if you participate. So that's why I think all this stuff sounds fun to me as long as as long as it's good. And I think that for the most part, they have had a good track record with um, um, uh, writers. And I think that even like the weak stuff, uh, mostly to me, the weakest stuff has been the art at times. And it's because of this siege like this Photoshop thing they're doing. They've gotten but a lot better at it. it. It has. I've definitely noticed it over the last couple of months. Um, but every now and then it creeps in and it looks the same. And I'm like, no, don't do it. But um, but I think that other than that, there's the, the writing, even when weak, has still been entertaining and hasn't taken from the overall experience. And they've, it's only added little layers. And that's fun. I think it's good stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's any franchise out there that can do, like, the added material the way that Star Wars can. Because you can still just watch the main stuff, and you're fine. Like, if you just watch the movies, you're fine. Like, mm -hmm. there's not anything extra you need to know, but there's so much 
other stuff that you can just get into that it, it's not that you need it to explain it. It just makes it so much better. Um, no, yeah, I agree. Did you read um, uh, Kasdan, um, the son of Lawrence? I can't remember. Jake, Jake Kasdan's little 52 point notes on Solo, the making of Solo. No. Uh, he tweeted, it's like four or five tweets, and it's, it's, it's screen caps of a, um, of like a Word document, basically. And it's these 52, like, and we added this part because of this, or this, this, and this. And it, it, it's really, it's, it's, it's fascinating, a little kind of, it's like pop-up video, um, information. Um, you should look it up, but there's, there's this little underpinning in a couple of them that it's saying, I know some of y'all didn't like this, but, <laughs> We enjoy doing this um, and talking about some of the fan servicey stuff. Um, and so, uh, but I don't know, but it's, it's got enough in there. I think you should uh, check it out. I think you'd be uh, thoroughly entertained. I'll have to look it up. Most of it really doesn't bother me. Honestly, I think the only thing in Solo that out now bothered me was the Solo thing. His name? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Everything else, I'm just like, eh, Okay. It's interesting because he talks even about what came from um, Ron Howard versus what came from the script versus what came uh, from uh, Lord and Miller. Um, so, so in a little, in a few instances, like, hey, they thought of this, like they thought of um, Chewbacca being in the pit. Like that was all them saying, like, hey, Chewbacca should be this, like the whole concept of like the beast or whatever it was. Like that, that was all them. And so it's sort of it's it's interesting to see what they added, what wasn't. Not that I need their cut of the movie or anything crazy like that. It's just I think I think that sort of trivia is fun, and I think that you're more like that than um, the type that is like, oh, I wish it could have been, or this is the version we could have had. I think you're more like that's a fun factoid that they did. They could have, you know, they came up with this and they came up with that. Um, anyway, I think that yeah, you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah, I don't. I rarely ever get into the like, oh, the version of the film we could have had. There's probably a few instances, but I kind of a lot of people still hold a torch for uh, Edgar Wright's Ant Man and just you know refuse to acknowledge how actually pretty damn good the two Ant Man films are. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like yeah, stuff like that usually bugs me. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's nothing that says that we would have got Edgar Wright Wright's Ant Man, and it would have been brilliant. You know, no, I agree, I, and I think that um, I mean, just imagine him if he wasn't comfortable with the creative circumstances, <clears throat> sort of slogging through something, right? What that would have looked like, it might not have been as good. And 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 I'm yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I hate that it, it went the way it did as a fan of Edgar's and as someone who's been interrupted in a conversation by him, um, you know, name dropping, humble brag. And uh, but I like I I don't think that I wanted to see a, a version that his heart wasn't fully in because the thing we love about or people who love his movies love, which I I count myself among, love his heart on display in the movies. And if you take that half out, I don't think I really care to see that. Even if he got to finish it. Yeah. Um, especially when what we got was pretty damn good. I mean, 
I mean, I truly think the Ant-Man movies, as they stand now, are the first ones that when Ezra's old enough to start seeing these things that I'll show him. Yeah. And and honestly, like, as a series, like, if you divide them all up, I I would say Captain America, Ant-Man. Like, that's one and two. And mm, I don't know, probably Iron Man after that. And then... I mean, Thor Guardians. the only... Guardians. Yeah, Guardians has one pretty good movie. Thor has one good movie. So Great movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, no, actually, I, I said... I take that back. I really enjoy the first Thor movie. It is very limited when you watch it now, but it's still really fun. No, I agree. I think it, I think it needed a slightly... Um, different lighter touch and i think it could have been very similar to ant-man in terms of how it was because it was about family it could have been this more family friendly adventure crazy fantasy funny thing that it was trying to be but with a broader scope like the ice uh, whatever the ice creatures that are all very creepy looking like blue demons probably not the best choice in my opinion um that could have been design-wise something better to make it like an 80s fantasy movie that kids and adults would like uh, equally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's, like, I think it gets up to that line. I think Kenneth Branagh can see that goal, and then he just is like, eh, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. But he did something, but he still did, and still accomplished a lot, and it is a movie I like. I saw it twice in the theater. I've seen very few of these movies multiple times in the theater. I saw it, like, twice opening weekend. So I like Thor, just to be clear. Yeah, the dark world is not good. Meow, meow. <sighs> I, I think Iron Man 2 is better than Thor the Dark World. I disagree with that. I remember our conversation about Thor the Dark World, and I was like, well, at least now I think Disney can probably do Star Wars okay. Because <laughs> the effects look pretty good, and like all the like ship battles and everything, that's a lot of fun. Story's terrible. They still don't understand villains, so... <laughs> Honestly, the moment where Loki gets to imitate... I can't remember the full range, so he's... So it's like Chris Evans as Loki imitating Chris Evans? Yeah. That's so good, it's better than everything else in Iron Man 2. It's pretty good, and the the, the like brotherly stuff in Thor 2 is really good. I... There's probably not a, dramatically, there's not a better scene in any Thor movie than Loki learning that his mother has died. Um, it's played brilliantly, and it's just in a bad movie. Yeah, no, I, no, I don't disagree with all that. Anyway, Chris Evans is done playing Captain America. <laughs> I mean... Is that new news? Because I thought that was already news. It's official. So like there have been talk of yeah, there have been talk of renegotiating, but uh, not happening. I mean, good for him. I agree. He I mean, tweeted, "Wrapped on Avengers Four. It's been an honor playing this character, and I'm sad to to step away from it or something like that." So spoilers for the next Avengers movie, guys. Cap's gonna die. <laughs> Let's see. 
officially wrapped on Avengers 4. It was an emotional day, to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years, God, I can't believe it's been eight years, has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. I mean, that's a a, a goodbye if anybody's ever tweeted one. He's got good. He's got class. I like him. Oh, I love that dude, man. Uh, now I should run for president. No, I'm just kidding. But he should run for lobbying against the president. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, I like Ryan Reynolds. You see Ryan Reynolds? He responded. No. He goes, I'm not crying. I'm weeping. There's a difference. <laughs> He's a funny dude. Uh, I. Kinda can't wait to see if and how they incorporate all of that into uh, the Marvel Comics universe. Also, did you see a PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2 is coming? With Fred Savage? Reprising his role from The Princess Bride. Um, Like, somebody I'm friends with was so upset. But I've been saying this since the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like there should have been a PG thirteen cut. I mean, you're you're just you're missing out on like a core fan base who basically just bought tickets to whatever PG thirteen movie they could get into, and then snuck into Deadpool. Like yep. you're just giving money away. So that that doesn't make any sense now. I agree, don't put them out at the same time, because that's a little confusing, but, you know. If they they do this right with the Fred Savage, and what if they did some, like, funny, like, they could do some funny editing with this, and could play with the fact that they've turned it into a PG-13, and I think that it can make it, like, so even the people who paid to see the R-rated would want to go see the PG-13 as well. Oh, I, I'm so in. I cannot you wait. Do, you don't count, though, because you have Deadpool and every single official, like, every social media, whatever, you are Deadpool, and <laughs> your your fanship is so is Legion. And in one person, you are Legion. <laughs> and, so, and, and so you don't count. But, I mean, like, I would pay to go see the PG-13 cut if they make it funny and, like, are self-effacing about the fact that it's PG-13 and this Fred Savage thing sounds fun, I would do that. And I'm not you when it comes to Deadpool at all. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I know you're going. Come on. <laughs> but I can't wait to take, like, my older nieces, you know, and my little brother. So, you know, it'll be fun. Um, hopefully oh, yeah. most of the inappropriate stuff is somehow you know, just washed over. Although the second one wasn't nearly as bad as the first one. No, I agree. But imagine, uh, like, cartoon, like, comic book, like, kapow, like, graphics popping up over gross things. No, I, it's, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I Like, it is now the most, the, like, the movie I'm most looking forward to in December. That's awesome. Not Mary Poppins 2? No, I mean, I love Emily Blunt, man, but... I don't even remember what it's called. Mary Poppins Returns? I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, I have something else is coming. Oh, the Spider-Man movie. That's what's coming out in December. Yeah. I just looks fantastic. I'm so excited for that. Spider-Ham. I know. <laughs> um, 
I yeah. snagged his first appearance last year for like four bucks. And I was like, ah, okay. I saw you post that on Pat's wall. I thought it was or on his post or whatever. Yeah. If, I mean, if it's successful, he could be one of those characters that, you know, people wind up like, oh, you know, clamoring for. Um, I could wind up selling it for like $60. I'm probably not going to sell it. Nope. You won't. <laughs> I literally have three boxes full of comics that I'm like, I'm going to turn, I'm going to, you know, flip these and sell them. Nope. <laughs> They're just still just sitting there. So. Just give them to me and I'll sell them and you can take 20%. <laughs> um, I'd at least get my investment back. Yeah. So yeah, I'm messing with you. I found, uh, uh, all new Wolverine issue two, which is the first appearance of like the clone of the clone. Mm-hmm. Um, they call her the, the honey badger or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why she's called the honey badger. I haven't gotten that far. Mm-hmm. Um, for like two bucks at McKay's. I mean, it, it goes for like 25 or $30 online. And now I have two copies. <laughs> so, cause the <laughs> other one's just sitting in a box. My God. Yeah. I mean, I should have just left it so that somebody who maybe actually wanted it could buy it for a cheap price, but yeah, somebody's probably going to come get it and try to sell it anyway. Yeah. Some 12-year-old's really sad right now. Should have bought 14 copies of Batman's penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, this... it's, it's, <laughs> to, to continue with the, it's actually coming down. <laughs> so. Oh, God. <laughs> It's deflating. It's not the um, most excited uh, or exciting. It's not as yeah. It's not as um, excitable as it was last week. So, well, that's yeah. good. I Means you can probably scroll one for about thirty or forty bucks now. What if my team? hundred. What if I got my team to go together and get that for my boss for Christmas? I mean, it'd be pretty great. I mean, we, we do our Christmas thing off-site, so it wouldn't be like an HR issue. I'm not, I, I watched. I had to watch a, a sexual harassment training video today. So and retaliation for something you did? No, we all had to. <laughs> Although one of the guys in my group <laughs> looked at the HR guy and said, "Why do we need a training video? We're already pretty good at it." Oh. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that that was awesome. <laughs> I had a meeting today that was in the bowels of our HR. It was like literally the furthest point from, not literally, but it was the furthest point that I could imagine from my actual office area. Um, and the further I walked back in, the further I started having this moment where I went, is this a trick? Am I actually getting sent back here to get fired for something? Because it just felt so ominous to walk so far back into spaces I've never seen before. And I had to like scan my badge to get into these special places. And I was just like, I think I'm going to get fired today. I didn't, but I thought I was for about five seconds because that's where my brain goes. What would you have done to get fired? No idea. No idea. That's not, that doesn't, doesn't live in logic. You know this. You know how this stuff, this kind of stuff works. Yeah. It's like, well, what if they think I did something and they're going to fire me on suspicion and I can't prove I didn't do whatever the thing is? Yep. Yeah. It was a crazy moment, but it worked out. It was a nice meeting. I met some nice folks that I had never met before. And they were very nice, and I learned some new things. So it was all good. Yeah. Our, our HR rep is kind of a nightmare. So. Our HR is a whole floor on a whole building. Yeah, that's... 
Well, we have like a department, but the guy that's like specifically in our building, mm-hmm. like, is like not the guy. Yeah, well, I guess if you only know him as that guy, you'd be like, oh, well, I mean, he's the HR guy. But like, I knew him before he was the HR guy, so he shouldn't be the HR guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I constantly wonder how anybody at my work got their job, including me. But yeah, I was just like, do they just find people that are like, eh, I don't know, he might work, and just hire them? <laughs> I think so, honestly. So, I think that's how it works a lot. I mean, having been a part of some hiring processes, luckily our things have certain qualifications, but I can see how. Um, in certain ways, like anybody, like the whole hiring process has been fully demystified for me. It's just, it does seem to be like some, some people are just like, well, I mean, you know, I, I like him, so sure, why not? And, and I'm like, but our starting salary is like, this is not what it is, but just say $45,000 a year. You're just gonna take a chance on somebody at 45. That's more than teachers in uh, whatever state it is that just voted down the the minimum salary for teachers. Uh, was it Kentucky? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't uh, know. yeah. That, that they were trying to get a base minimum salary of forty thousand, mm-hmm. and it got voted down. And I'm like, I mean, who says no to that? Yeah, I I don't know because not to to talk about how much money I make and I'm not going to say how much money I make, but it's more than $40,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. So Me too. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, and you're talking about people that, you know, you, you people want to say, well, they're glorified babysitters. You know how much money babysitters make? On average, you pay a babysitter $10 an hour. Who says this about teachers? I've heard people say that. Oh my God. I heard That's... a guy in Pat's store a few weeks ago who came in and, uh, you know, big Trump guy and was bad-mouthing John McCain on the day of his funeral and, uh, like, all and started talking about teachers and how they're just glorified babysitters and it's ridiculous. They get three months off a year and blah, 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 blah. I was just like, babysitters make $10 an hour. Like... You know, and I guarantee you, if you've got three kids and you're hiring a babysitter, it's not going to be $10 an hour. It's probably more like $15 an hour. So that's $5 per hour per kid. So you want to start doing the math? We could do the math. I guarantee it adds up to more than $40,000 a year if you base it per hour. Hmm. Amos Schumer got arrested. What? Yeah, her and a couple other people, they were part of the anti-Kavanaugh protest. They got arrested with a bunch yeah. of other protesters. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, we just got into politics. Let's, let's step back from that. <laughs> well, I know we've got one listener who doesn't mind and one listener who probably will turn us off if we start talking politics. So, Well, we've already lost Jacob, but hi, Marie. <laughs> Weekly shout-out. Um, to our two listeners. <laughs> and we said we were going to talk about our failures. Did we? Yeah, when I texted you today, you said, what are we talking about tonight? 
I said my inability to make a decision that improves my life in any form or fashion. My failure is that I never remember what we're going to talk about on this podcast. And so, therefore, we never talk about what we meant to talk well, about. Well, the point is never really to have anything to talk about. So That's true. That's just true. to be like, well, here's what I got. So Here's what I got. But you know what? I, I said that this morning. I was in a not not in a great mood or a great place for most of the day. <laughs> but then I did go try to find an apartment. Yeah. It was closer to work. Didn't work out. And then I was like, this is why I don't do things. Because they don't work out. Um, well, that's, that's not exactly good logic, just to let you know. No, it isn't. But I, I do really think that it's not... I don't know if it's more fear of success or fear of failure that keeps me from doing things. Maybe a combination of both. Is it just fear of having to do the work either way? No, I don't really mind doing the work. Like, I am lazy, but um, if you give me a clear path, you know, I will do the work. If I have to figure it out, generally, at some point I'll just get frustrated when I don't and quit. Mm-hmm. So, as evidenced by, like, so much stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I'm amazed that I'm still podcasting, that I figured that out well enough to keep doing it. Um, but, yeah, most most things, if I have to figure them out without instructions or without, like, a very clear path that I understand, then I will just quit. But a lot of things, it's either fear of success or failure or a combination of the two. And I'm just like, what if this doesn't work out? And sometimes I'm like, what if this works out? Then I have to keep doing it. Yeah, no, so, I get you. You know. But yeah, it's not really about the work. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I guess... I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. I got distracted by like thinking about my work all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Um, I get to work from home tomorrow though. That's cool. That is cool. So I've got some stuff okay. I can do on my laptop. So I'm just gonna chill Ooh, out and on a road trip. Yep, be in Memphis for a week. I will not enjoy any of the Memphis things people enjoy when they go to Memphis because I don't eat barbecue anymore, and I'm not gonna hang out on Beale Street. I wasn't aware that there was anything to enjoy in Memphis. It's supposed to be the barbecue music and Beale Street, um, but I don't do the barbecue. The music would be a late night thing, and so would Beale Street, but Beale Street is also all about public drinking, and it's also not my scene. So I'm just going to sit in my corporate apartment every night. Yeah. I drove through Memphis once, and it looked like a hellhole. Um, No offense to anybody that lives in Memphis, but you live in a hellhole. Um, and every time I hear anything about Memphis, all I can think about is, and I know this is not Memphis, Tennessee, it's West Memphis, Arkansas, but I mean, come on, they're the same place. Those three kids that were locked up for, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, I, that the, the whole place should have just been shut down. (laughs) Like you're all terrible. You're just all terrible. Um, so yeah, I have no <laughs> no desire to ever go there, ever. Yeah, this will be my gosh, my fifth time there, I guess, in the last year. Is it going to be your last time? 
that's the plan. That's the plan. My coworker who um, was not uh, doing so well is doing a lot better, and um, so I'm going in place of them um, this week. And so uh, the next time that they were scheduled to go is a few weeks from now, and uh, uh, he's either going to go or um, another coworker who is unavailable this week because they're at like a vacation they've had planned for like six months, like out of town where they've already booked stuff, you know, uh, with their kids. Um, she is talking about just staying his week if he can't go back in a few, because um, otherwise she would have also gone this week if it weren't for her kids, you know, the family vacation thing, because it's like fall break for her kids. Yeah. Which he can't resent that a bit. Well, I, I'm going to have a shitty week next week at work, too, so we can just commiserate. I was talking about how do we get here? Our whole, like, positive <laughs> how do we get here is going to turn into a negative. How, what, how did this happen? Are you going to see Venom this weekend? Uh, well, I, I'm going to Columbus this weekend, and my dad is a huge Venom fan, like the character. Mm-hmm. And so the plan had been to take him to go see it, but he is still mostly wheelchair-bound, especially in a theater. That would be a lot of walking for him with his uh, prosthetics. Right. So um, I looked for tickets for the... Uh, uh, like the the ones with the recliner seats because it's a smaller theater. It's easier to get the wheelchair in and out. The seats are well-spaced apart like that. And mm-hmm. it's not playing in any of those theaters um, uh, except at 10 o'clock at night. That sucks. And I'm like, well, they have no hopes for this movie. Yeah. So I don't know uh, if he wants to try to go to one of the other theaters, then, you know, I'm, I'm down to try, but I, I don't, I'm not going to put him in a situation where we get there and he's going to be miserable because it's not comfortable for him, uh, you know, cause he's sitting either too far away or too close. Um, you know, like that. So, um, yeah. it sucks. So if I don't go see it, uh, this weekend, I'll probably go see it sometime next week. Gotcha. Well, having not seen it and not having read this, um, I, I would bet ten dollars the after credit scene is Carnage, right? Um, yeah, it's been the rumor that he's in the movie for the longest time, so I, I would put money on that. Um, if not after credits in the movie somewhere, um. And that it's um, Woody Harrelson. Oh. Huh. Well, I'm, it's so weird. How do they get so many good people to make this movie? I, I don't know. I, I don't know why Sony can't seem to get their shit together. I mean, Fox can't either. Um, so much so that they had to just sell their movies to Disney. Um how yeah. did how did we get here? How did we get to a place where Disney is the only studio that can make huge blockbuster movies anymore? Kevin Feige. It's not. It can't just be him. No, I think he succeeded, and everyone we have to copy him. But they didn't need to do that. They needed to do their own thing. But instead, they tried to be him, and they just. But their interpretation of that just failed. I think they needed. They needed singular voices like Kevin Feige at each station and they didn't have it. I'll, I'll walk that back a little bit. 
Universal hasn't failed miserably yet. Oh, whatever, so, the, the monster universe. Yeah, but they, they still are pretty successful with the Jurassic Park stuff, the Fast and the Furious stuff, um, their uh, partnership with Illumination. Even though those aren't blockbuster movies, they are huge kids' movies. They all seem successful, even when they're not good, the Minions. Um, so, I mean, do you, know, Katie, do you know Ezra calls them bananas? Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Banana. Um, I love the Minions in the first Despicable Me movie and in the second one. I was like, oh, this is fun. And in the Minions movie, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Um, uh, I was like, oh, was it two or three? Years? When did the Minions come out? Three years ago? Probably, yeah. So I think it was that year that Universal had four, three or four movies at over a billion dollars. That's true. That's true. I mean, I yeah, it is three or four years ago, but still, no studios ever done that. Well, Not Warner Brothers. Those. I mean, so I, so if we're talking financial successes, though, Warner Brothers has the Harry Potter stuff. Those those are financially successful. It's, yeah, because the way I interpreted what you were saying is more like, how do we take big brand storytelling and how did the other how are the other people failing at it? And but I think Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers has failed for the last near decade. No, I know, but I mean, like, for, so I was thinking of it on a smaller scale than you're talking about. Oh, okay. And so I was looking at, like, DC at Warner Brothers, and and so I think they failed because they want to do what Feige's doing, but they don't have a Feige with a defined, clear, good, smart voice, and that's why they couldn't do it, and that's why they're not doing it. And the same thing with Fox is why they may have Laura Schuller Donner. They don't really have one good, solid voice. Simon Kimberg is not the voice of the X-Men. <laughs> no matter be. what he thinks. That's true, though. I mean, and, and it's it's good Lord. He, he, he somehow had his toes in the X-Men stuff and in Star Wars over at Disney. I don't really understand that. So he... The the image I get of him, no lie. This is how I every time I say or hear his name, what I see in my brain is Howard Wallowitz from The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> like I am positive he does not look like that, but that is that is the because of the quality of what he has made. That is who I it just pops in my head every time. Yeah, I, I could see that. Now I have to Google him just to see what he looks like. I'm not going to. I don't want to shatter the glass. I like this too much. Let's see. Simon Kimberg. Marvel announces Age of X-Men. Oh, my God. What? Is that a... What? I just... Stop it. Is that a book? Oh, oh wow. What? Yeah, don't Google it. Okay. That's <laughs> interesting. I lost my... my... Damn it, Google, give me the news back. Uh, Where's it at? Oh. Damn it, I hate this Google News update thing. What's Age of X-Men? 
now I'm going to have to Google that. Let's see, Age of X-Men. There we go. Marvel announces Age of X-Men. <sighs> After the Age of X-Men commences. Oh, God. Is it a comic book? It's Nate Gray. I don't know From who that is. Age of Apocalypse. Oh. The young Age of Apocalypse version of Cable. Oh. That's yeah. that the, oh, is that an extermination thing? Uh, yeah, it's spinning out of that and the X-Men disassembled storyline. Mm-hmm. It's going to start the new one, Kenny X-Men, I think. So um, it's kind of funny, though, because that character has been largely missing um, kind of conspicuously missing for a lot of the stuff that's happened in like the last three or four years because he's supposed to be like uber powerful and he's just been missing so fascinating yeah. we'll see what else you got man um I did watch something else and now I can't remember what it was I finished making it, and it's a delightful show about happiness that we all need. Yeah, there should have been more episodes. I can tell. I mean, it's definitely that first season will give you this many episodes to see how it does. And I bet bet you next year it's like 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which would be great. Uh, But I thought it was fantastic. And then I watched the first episode of the most recent season of The Great British Bake Off because it has... This guy, uh, whose name now I can't think of, um, but he was, uh, he's did that, he was the Mighty Boosh, and, um, he was also, um, on the IT crowd, but I really like him. And he's like the new, one of the new hosts of it. And I don't know if there's controversy about that, because I've never watched the show before, but I know it was a big deal when they changed hosts. And it is also delightful in the way that making it is delightful, and I'm looking forward to watching all seasons of The Great British Bake Off, because sometimes, no, not sometimes. Right now, more than ever, we just need some nice things. And it's very nice. Yeah. When when competitors are like, here, you can borrow my sifter. I'm like, yes, that's the kind of show I want to watch. <laughs> uh, uh, I've been, I mean, been watching the stuff that's, that's starting back up, you know. Uh, the ABC stuff, Modern Family, um the Goldbergs, which has kind of lost me. Uh, Modern Family, I still mostly enjoy. Uh, what else started back? Oh, The Gifted started back on Fox. And in true Fox fashion, the show's not very good. <laughs> which is a shame, because the first season was really, really good. I was like, finally, an X-Men show that... X-Men something that isn't terrible. So... Yeah, that's about it. I did see the Phoenix trailer. Dark Phoenix. I'm sorry. Dark Phoenix trailer. This looks bad, whatever. Blech. Yeah. So you caught... Uh, well, I don't I don't know if we actually talked about it. So they put the trailer up like last Thursday or Friday or something. I don't remember. Um, you know, I watched it. I was like, eh, I don't care. Uh, and then... In the trailer, it says, you know, February 14th. Mm -hmm. The next fucking day, 
They changed all the stuff. They changed everything, and it doesn't come out till June. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I don't know. Well, uh, apparently they pushed uh, the Robert Rodriguez, uh, James Cameron fiasco uh, to February. Mm-hmm. So it no longer premieres at Christmas. So, but what I don't under, I guess if it's production issues, then fine. But part of the, the, the buyout deal with, uh, I guess it's the FCC or whoever, like yeah. Fox has to continue business as normal. Mm-hmm. Like, and this does not seem business as normal. Although, I guess for them, for the last two years, it has been business as normal. Well, have you heard about the New Mutants stuff? Um, I know they were reshooting, but oh, now yeah. it's like basically refilming the whole movie. Okay, okay. So this is the new news, because that was the news, is we're going to re... The, they, they said, okay, they put out this fantastic... I still stand behind that being an incredible trailer. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's basically a horror movie with mutants. And then they go, we're actually going to reshoot about 50% of the movie. This is what they say. And we're going to add at least one whole new character, main character to the story. Potentially, <laughs> potentially <laughs> two. Potentially two main characters to the story. <laughs> so, whatever. Here's... But in that meantime, this was six months ago they said this. It just came out last week after the shuffle and people started looking into everything. They have done nothing to the movie. They have not reshot a single frame. They have not done any additional shooting, and they're now not sure what they're going to do with it. That poor guy, man. Oh, I know. I want to see that movie the trailer was for. That that that'll be one of those I'll look back on and go if they if they totally change it into something different than a horror movie with mutants, I'm gonna look back on it and go, you know, I just would love to have seen that. They um and I know they were talking about how it was gonna be a really really hard PG-13, and so apparently there's also been debate about turning it into an R-rated movie. Um, and so I feel like they're totally at a loss of what to do with it. And I'm afraid that what we're missing out on is a unique X-Men movie that probably would have made a crap ton of money because it was unique. And instead, they're going to water it down. And it's going to be boring. I just don't – I don't understand the the thought process behind all of this. You have something. You have a completed project. What does it benefit or profit anyone to do nothing with it? I know. I know. In in a world, in this world that we live in, it is a content-hungry environment. You can sell that. I mean, for fuck's sake, Bright premiered on Netflix to apparently ungodly success because they're making another one and it crashed Netflix at one point. So, and it's terrible. Well, it's not terrible. It's not very good. I still haven't seen it. I mean, it's just not very good. It it looks pretty good. It's just not story wise. It's it's just not great. But like Disney is starting their own service. And we're going to have a Star Wars show, you know, about Mandalorians. Like, people are hungry for content. 
you can sell this. So I, I don't understand doing nothing with it or just going like, well, we don't, we don't really know what we're going to do. Then why not put the damn thing out? Yeah, but for all we know, truthfully, and this is how things work these days, for all we know, Marvel has had some say in it at this point with all of this. Yeah. And to say, here's how we want you to dump these things out so we can reboot everything. You know yeah, what I, mean? I guess so. Again, I go back to the FCC thing, though. Like, but I mean, if it's if it's a, with their approval, why not? Yeah, uh, it's disappointing, man. No, I don't disagree. But that's that's my thing is I'm not fully ready to jump and say it's all Fox because at this point, who knows who it is? It's the ghost of Walt Disney. I. I He's mad that we're going to get wasted at Disney World now, so he's going to bomb these movies. I'm, I'm going to say something that most fanboys would be like, you've lost your damn mind. I don't think Kevin Feige can successfully usher the X-Men or Mutants as a concept into the cinematic world. I just don't. Honestly, at this point, I don't know that it can be really done extremely successful. X-Men 2 is a really great movie. And X-Men First Class is a really good movie. And that's it. <laughs> like, Deadpool's good, but Deadpool's not a good X-Men movie. It's just a fun movie. You know, it it doesn't... The the X-Men jokes work because of the X-Men stuff, but it, it those could be replaced with any other manner of things. I, it would not that. have to be tied to the X-Men. All they have to do right now is make it the birth of mutants because you, you come down to having there being just a few of them and they're and they're figuring it out and, and then you've got it. You don't have to worry about the, all the mythology. You don't have to build it in backwards. Logan could have been out there floating around for a long time just like he was in the books, like in his history. And Logan then was a good movie too. It was. That was a great movie. Um but uh, but you could have him with his history, so he's sort of been in and out of things in the past, but then have it's all brand new. And I, I think they could definitely do it. I think it's very plausible to do it. Um, and think about this, if they take everyone mostly cosmic, leave them on Earth. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I think there's possibilities. I, I believe he could do it. But I believe if he did it, it would be it would be fine. I, I don't really care. I'm not really excited. I was never the guy who was like, let's buy this and be excited. I don't think that's one of those opinions. I know I don't have to even think about walking back. I never went, oh, yes, I definitely have to have this, except for maybe when I was like 12, you know, um, I, I, I didn't mind them being separated out. I don't need to see Wolverine and Iron Man in the same movie. Oh, I never, like, I, I remember when uh, your best friend Brian Michael Bendis took over the Avengers. And he was like, I'm going to make Wolverine an Avenger. And I was like, well, this is fucking stupid. I wish he was my best friend. <laughs> I, I hate that Wolverine was an Avenger. Like, I, it just... Everybody it was bothers, an Avenger. Yeah, and it bothers me to no end. But everybody was an Avenger before him. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean... The dude definitely was still killing people. So, so that, Captain America's a soldier. He kills when he absolutely has no choice. Still kills people. All Not, you said was kill people. 
not actively, like, as the leader of the Avengers, I don't think he was actively killing anyone. That's fine. I don't know. It's just, I remember it, it happening and me going like, no, I don't like this. Um, that said, I, I've read a, not a large chunk, but a good portion of Bendis' Avengers stuff, and it's actually pretty good. Uh, New Avengers, maybe not so much, which I think featured Wolverine and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, his regular Avengers book, that first arc with Kang, yeah, pretty damn good. His Superman right now is so good. Mm. Who's doing the art? Ivan Reyes Rice on okay. one. I can't remember who's on the other one because there's two. Because he's got Superman and Action Comics, and they're they're both so good. He writes so much, man. I don't know, man, but they're good. They're so good, and he's not, and he has not changed Superman's voice at all. It is great. Now the people. Now what's what's fantastic is he's added the super to the idea of seeing Superman out in public because all his little banter stuff comes in the form of like bystanders, and I'm like, that's exactly how I would react if Superman flew by me. That's exactly his his dialogue is built for people reacting to Superman. This is wonderful. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that, and that I do agree that that's one thing that's missing. Maybe, I, I haven't read Superman comics in ages, so I don't know for, about from the comics, but it's definitely something that's been missing from Superman as a character for a while. Like, there's nothing in those movies. Like, even Brian Singer's movie doesn't have any real, like, look up in the sky, you know, like that kind of stuff. You know, he's mm-hmm. supposed to be the big blue Boy Scout, and they turned him into this emo, you know, moody, freaking millennial, and it's it's just upsetting. Uh, Well, on that note, I'm exhausted. I'm feeling myself fade. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can just feel it. Yeah, I've been up since 5.30. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Good thing I've been getting up since 5.30. That way, next week, when I'm up at 5.30, I'm up in time to leave Saudi Daisy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I will be in touch about that over the next couple of days. Uh, So, are you going to see Venom? Yeah, I'm probably going to go in Memphis on Sunday. Because I go up there, I have to go up there just to make sure I can get into the apartment and there's no issues. I don't want to be like stranded at the apartment at 11 p.m. or something. Yeah. Um, so I go up there, so I'm, really, I'm in daylight. And so I can get into everything because there's like after hours people on Sunday, so it takes longer if you need help. Yeah. And so I'm super paranoid about being locked out and I'm not going to go up on Saturday. And so, um, so I'm going to go up Sunday and then, um, but that'll give me a whole evening free. And um, so I'm, there's a movie theater not far from the um, the hotel or the apartment, and so I'm gonna go see it then. I think, and I'm gonna try to see that and a simple favor next week. <laughs> one of them will be probably good. Yes, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we'll figure out too when we're gonna do our big episode. I'm pretty much open. But any night we don't do it, we'll be just night I'm watching movies. So. Um. Well, any night I'm at your house would probably be ace. Let's, let's shoot for Tuesday because I haven't taught in a while, so I'll probably be exhausted Monday night after uh, being in front of people teaching all day long. Yeah, that works. Cool, dude. Well, I'm done. This was fun. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm extra tired this week, and I apologize. But I'm glad we did it. Well, you're good. We've been going for like an hour and 20 minutes. 
Oh, yeah. No, I'm good. That was a good time. We did great. Well, everybody, have a better tomorrow. See you next time. Bye. See you, man.